Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is December 20th, 2021. Monday. Hope everyone's doing good and having a good start to your week. Just got, uh, just got done doing some... Well, it's been a crazy week, let's just say here, uh, at TheMetalDen.com. My site has been uh, covering all this crazy, just crazy stuff going on with Motley Crue vocalist Vince Neil. And the latest story coming out is that he's entered into rehab uh, at the same facility in Texas as Ozzy Osbourne's daughter, Kelly Osborne, and apparently Ozzy was the one who who advised Vince Neal to to seek some treatment. So that's what's going on. Uh, a lot of people are going crazy for this story all over the uh, internet and and the radio. Uh, this has been, like I said, just a, an incredible week in terms of the publicity for this story. A lot of people are asking questions about what's what's really happening and how, how long will he uh, be in the rehab? Uh, will Vince, will this affect any of the, uh, the concerts coming up um, for the stadium tour coming up in 2022? So th- that's the concern that people have. I know the different radio stations, um, 98.7, The Shark in Florida, they published my story about Vince Neil going into rehab. So a lot of people are, you know, leaving comments and whatnot on the Facebook for that uh, radio, uh, FM radio site. One comment coming from a guy named Rob, Rob Graber says that Vince needs to hang it up. I wouldn't even go to see Motley Crue live nowadays if you paid me to go. Another guy named Tom Polanski or Tom Polkowski said replace Motley with Jackal. <laughs> so just a lot of a uh, lot of crazy comments a lot of people expressing their opinions uh, about what's going on with Vince Neil look this is this has been a train wreck uh, that just keeps on giving I, I don't know what else to say about this at this point Vince Neil 
has if you've seen the his last bit of footage from his last solo concert performance that he did uh right before thanksgiving he did the drinks giving event this this is some of the worst stuff i've ever seen in all my years of, of watching musicians perform in concert um vince neal is definitely definitely in some trouble uh, don't know really what else to say about that other than we've all talked about it. You know, the vocals are just horrendous. He physically does not look healthy. Uh, he doesn't look like he's lost much weight. They're, they're telling us that he's got this, this fat burning technology. Well, I don't see it working. And, uh, you know, now he's he's been off the radar now. He's, he's gone completely off the grid, if you will. Uh, not being seen by anybody. Nobody's seen him. He hasn't appeared on his Twitter or his, uh, I didn't, I know his Facebook, he hasn't been on there either. I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure the Instagram, I think I checked that as well. And he, I didn't see that he was on there either. But, uh, so he's definitely nowhere to be found right now for the past few weeks since all this went down. Um, you know, they, they put out, they were very, very adamant in the, in, from, from Vince Neal's camp when all this was happening that they wanted to after the al bowman the former limo driver from motley crew came out in his interview and said that vince was drinking himself to death then we had vince fall off the stage okay then once vince fell off the stage they put out press and it came from everywhere around the country all around the world that the the major explanation was that they wanted people to understand that he was not drunk when he fell now, look, the obvious thing is, is, as we all know with Motley Crue, I mean, this is one of the most craziest bands of all time in rock and roll history in terms of the partying and the, and the drug usage. Uh, Tommy Lee, the drummer, he's now two years clean and sober. He's gone and battled, and we all know the issues that he had with his one son, Brandon. They got into a fight because uh, Brandon hit hit his father anyways they were estranged for a time but now they've gotten back together which is great to hear and 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 uh squash their beef with each other um but but tommy you know so tommy he's had his issues with with drinking really bad and so that's you know who knows how that's worked out in terms of the What's going on with Vince, if that's not something, because I know that Vince, uh, or I should say uh, Tommy and Ozzy are pretty close. So that might have been something in terms of Tommy may have been the one that went and got Ozzy involved to get Vince in, into some into some treatment. So the, the story is continuing to develop. I mean, it's it's one of those things where once something like this happens and, and nobody else is... is Reporting this uh, in terms of other than me, you know, where, where the, the stories originated from. Yeah, other sites are picking it up now. And that's that's a great thing because I don't know why the other sites aren't doing anything with this. You know, blabbermouth.net and all these, uh, you know, Metal Injection, Metal Insider, all these other mainstream metal news sites. Nobody's even touching this. You know, you've got all these, but meanwhile, you've got all these major FM rock radio stations, okay, 
publishing, you know, they're they're posting the story. They they know what's going on. So that's that's what people, you know, the the one site. There's one site, one a news group that uh, the story appeared on. I just noticed today that is uh, huge. It's got 250,000 members. This news group, and uh, so that once the story dropped there, I noticed the comments in this are really truly some of the most hilarious stuff I've ever seen. Uh, but it's it's a group called. Um, 80s hard rock and metal lovers. I, I believe that's what it's called. But uh, you've also got a social influencer on Twitter. Now, everyone who follows the Metal Den knows that I was thrown off. Both the Metal Den Twitter and Randy Rocket Cody's Twitters, were, they were both terminated with no warning just uh, a couple months ago. So the fact that I'm still... <laughs> This news is getting all around. I mean, this woman named April Hunter, I guess she's a professional wrestler. She's on Twitter at April Hunter. And uh, she says, Ozzy Osbourne told Vince Neil to go to rehab, question mark. You know it must have been bad. Dot, 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 real bad, period. Pretty funny. So all sorts of, uh, you know, these different uh, metal addicts site. You've got Ger Germany's Metal Wani. Uh, they all published the story. You know, this story is getting around and it's continuing to build. So we're going to wait to see what happens, whether, you know, anything comes out from Motley Crue on this, whether they're going to say anything about it or, you know, the, what I'm trying to tell people, what get people understand is that they're obviously trying to, to quiet this thing because they don't want, they didn't want the fans to know really how seriously bad shape the Vince is in. You can see it for yourself. I mean, if you watch that performance and you go on Google, uh, go on YouTube, go on YouTube and, and uh, type in Vince Neil Thanksgiving 2021 concert, and it'll pull that that up. And there's a couple few different ones, but the one I watched before I did this podcast, uh, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. It's literally one of the worst performances in I've ever seen in rock history. That's how bad it is. So... Vince needs to get it together. Whether he's, you know, doing the rehab and he's going to start losing some weight with that and take and getting serious about doing some working out with weights and you know you don't have to do heavy weights but just start doing arm weights, start doing more uh, calisthenics, uh, maybe do some. You know, there's all sorts of things you can do to to bend and stretch, you know, and and to get rid of fat. Because that's the issue here, and the issue with his weight mainly is around his his uh, stomach area, and that's just a huge problem. It makes it difficult to move around when you have a big belly. It makes it difficult to see your feet, as I've talked about before. So that falling off the stage, you know, that whether he would be drunk or not, it would it could happen, you know. But the fact of the matter is, Vince Neil does have a drinking problem. The former limo driver, Al Bowman, has made it clear that Vince is definitely in bad shape and that he's he feels sorry for him and that, you know, that he's he's just had a real bad struggle with this. And so people need to understand and uh, and really realize how serious the situation is. I mean, Tommy Lee himself has said that, you know, he he was close to death. 
and felt that he was so close to really kind of losing control of everything that he finally, his wife talked him into an intervention. They did an intervention and and they, they took uh, him in for a month is how Tommy Lee said he was gone for a month taking care of himself. So who knows how long it's going to take. Vince has already been kind of off the, um, you know, the radar uh, for almost a month, like three weeks. So we'll see what happens. And uh, again, I wish him the best of luck. I hope he can turn it around and get get himself in shape for these for these uh, these concerts. You know, a lot of fans are you know they pay good money. Uh, people haven't been able to see a whole lot of shows. You know, they 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 really want to see Motley Crue, and you know, you guys were the ones that. In terms of Motley Crue, you had come out of retirement. You know, you shouldn't have done something like this unless you knew that, you know, that you guys were going to be able to pull it off. And so, you know, Vince is in some shaky, shaky shape right now, man. You know, nobody can deny that. So he needs to just take a long look in the mirror and realize that, man, I've got to do some things, change some things, maybe get a vocal coach involved, you know. So that he can start start reworking how he sings these songs, getting back to how they were originally sang, because he's really butchering these songs right now, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he's he's not even singing the words; they don't even sound like the. the he and he, and he 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 will tend to get the audience to participate and sing parts, whether it's the chorus or you know, verses. You know, he just completely skips out, and so it's one of those things where. Fans are really starting to get fed up with it, and you know they're only going to take so much of it before you know anarchy ensues. <laughs> These people pay good money; they want to see a rock show and they want to see heavy metal the way it's supposed to be done. And so, let's hope that Motley Crue can get it together. These shows are coming up; it's not too long from now, people. I mean, we're almost at the start of the new year here. Christmas here in the New Year's 2022. Motley Crue's twice postponed this big comeback tour okay so this will be the third time that we're going to be doing this and let's see we're only five six months away from it man you know we're going to see what this, what these guys are really made of and what vince neal's made of and all this talk from the manager and all that that he was going to be ready to go and that he's he's working on everything well he's fallen off the stage he's still heavy he still is having a horrible time singing and so I don't really see much of a change at all for the better. And I think a lot of fans are in agreement with me, especially if you read the comments that, that are on attached to these different articles that I'm, I'm reporting. So, But to other news, before we get rocking with some music here, uh, we've got uh, Mushroom Head has debuted a new music video. And that's a song uh, called A Requiem for Tomorrow. I've got a new uh, review, Rocket Review, for Black Label Society's new album, Doom Crew, Inc. So that's Zach Wilde and, and his band, uh, outside of his work with Ozzy Osbourne, of course. So if you've never heard of it, Black Label Society's been around for a while. And uh, we'll say it's since the late 90s. And so um, they've got some killer stuff. If you've never heard, heard their music, you definitely need to check them out. You can go on Spotify or whatnot on YouTube. Uh, but this new album at five stars out of five, I love it. It's great stuff. Really good. Um, you know, there's some, there's some uh, ballad type songs in there, slower type songs that I think uh, particularly uh, women will enjoy, you know, so it's not just for men, you know, uh, this is a great album up and down. 
And so I think a great guitar playing, you know, one of those things, if you're like a fan of even like Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, you got to listen to Zach Wilde. Zach Wilde is really phenomenal. Definitely one of the fastest guitar players around. So when he plays his solos, he's just incredible. So check that album out. Also, Chugger from Sweden. Oh, these guys are cool. Uh, they've debuted a new single, Bleed, Reborn, and it's killer. Groove metal from Sweden, man. You got to check it out. Killer, killer visuals in terms of the band. It's just crazy looking. Lead singer looks really cool. Uh, Destruction has announced a new album, Diabolical. So that's pretty awesome. You got to check that out and all the details coming up with that. But you can as well check out um, Chris Cornell, Lucifer, and Bloodletting Rituals. That's a report that's reposted from December 18, 2017. Uh, and Chester Bennington, uh, Illuminati's Son, Sacrifice for Satan. And that had originally published back December 20th, 2017. So check those out at themelden.com as well. Uh, more reporting will be coming at randyrocketcody.com as well. We'll be doing some stuff on the Zodiac Killer and Jack the Ripper, the Black Dahlia. All sorts of cool stuff. More on River Phoenix, you know, in 2022. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do more on the uh, Brandon Lee investigation as well as the Titanic, uh, the sinking of the Titanic, which was now we know was, uh, was intentionally done. And, and that there was uh, some ex explosives that were involved. So we're going to get more into all that, uh, dive deeper, if you will, into, into all of these things. And so I just wanted to give a big thanks out uh, to everyone who supported me uh, this year. Uh, and for all the years before, we're going to be, I'm going to be celebrating 17 years coming up here in February. 17 years I've been doing the Metal Den site. And so... Um, Going to have lots of cool things going on, but I just really want to thank the people, especially thank the people who've helped get the word out, um, you know, in a major way. Uh, Ryan over at uh, WQEE, thank thank him so much out there in, in, uh, in Georgia, uh, hitting hitting so many uh, cool spots on the radio FM dial with his show. And uh, I was on that for a couple years here now, the past couple years, and so, so many great shows that we did. And So Ryan O'Neill, thank you very much, and I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and, and, a, and a Happy New Year. Uh, thanks out to my brother from another mother, Dale Henderson of Beowulf. Uh, just always a great guy, just always supportive of the Metal Den, like uh, his uh, late bandmate, Milkbone, who passed away. And so rest in peace, Milkbone, and can't wait to hear more of the uh, the new Beowulf music that will be coming out soon. So check that out, and you can check out Dale Henderson on Facebook. Just uh, type him up in the search. So all sorts of uh, other people that, that follow my work and that, that give support, you know who you are. <clears throat> so many people that send me messages daily and... and Tell me cool things, and I appreciate it. You know, I, I can be kind of a, a dickhead sometimes to people, but, you know, I really do appreciate all the interaction, uh, getting to know people from all around the world who read my work and trip out on it, whether you're happy or not about what you read. Uh, the bottom line is it's, it's all about 
trying to do something different than what everybody else is doing. It's present, presenting a heavy metal site that's never been presented this way before. Uh, you know, giving you giving you an in-depth understanding of not just the music, but the world that we live in, and uh, and 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 how that relates to where we're going in the future. You know, and so people have a lot of questions about what's going on right now with this pandemic and the uncertainty now, especially. You know, I had predicted that there would be a bigger uh, scenario in terms of that would come along that that would force, I believe, what's going to be a second shutdown, uh, lockdown, I should say. And that's what this uh, um, this new variant that's going around, the new variant of the uh, of COVID. And so that's. Uh, that's something that I know a lot of people are, are worried about and and concerned about because it's it's very uh, well we're getting one side of the other uh, is saying that it's not something to be too concerned about the Omicron but then there's another, the other side that's saying y'all need to be worried so that's what's coming out in the mainstream news so it's confusing again with the way that they're saying things but the bottom line is, is you need to take care of yourself and your family. You need to keep social distancing and you need to wear your mask. You know, wear your mask where you're out in public. Because um, it's really, there's people dro just dropping all around us. And the, the increase that I've seen, the numbers that I've seen from last month even, since Omicron has come along, is like 8 to 10% increased cases. So I was right that something was going to come along was, is going to could be much, much more severe and, and serious. And that would force a, another um, uh, lockdown. Now you've got <clears throat> you've got the Germany in February is going to uh, February 2022 is purportedly going to mandate that all citizens in Germany have taken the vaccine. So or <clears throat> it's it's going to be mandated now. Here in America, Biden has gone ahead and he's pushed to get he's pushed forth his um, wanting to make sure that. Anybody and, and companies, I believe it's 100 employees or more, you know, those types of corporations that they're going to be mandated to to get the vaccine. So, you know, there are those who say that the vaccine is a, is a bioweapon and that there's something there's something uh, very, very, very nefarious going on. So you need to look into it before you make that decision for yourself. There are some I know who've taken it. Some people, my family, they've taken it, and they're fine in terms of taking. They took the vaccine. Um, so, but there, I've heard of some people having issues. I've heard of people dying after taking the vaccine. So, it's just one of those things. You've got to make a decision for yourself, and that's where it, where it really comes down to you doing the research and find out more information about about this stuff. So. All right. Well, listen, I again want to thank everybody who's been supporting my work and supporting this podcast here in 2021. Um, wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Again, it's not about the presents that you get and that you receive. It's about presents that you give and, and, and your presence, your presence among loved ones and friends is truly appreciated. And however that might be, you know, maybe with the way that the COVID is going on and this, this new Omicron really hitting hard right now. Maybe it's best to do just whether it's uh, you know a FaceTime or however you do it. Get online and uh, you know talk to your friends and family so they can see your face. And the bottom line is, is it a phone call or a 
just even just a, a, a card in the mail, you know, Christmas card telling them that you love them, however it may be, you know, let, let your family know that, that you that you care. And we need to start, as I said before, and as a UFC fighter, Bantamweight, Dominic Cruz says that we all need to stick together. And so this is a real tough time. A lot of people are having a lot of difficult times all around the country, not just from from getting the, the, the sickness, but also people who've been battling the, the different weather, uh, you know, catastrophes in, in the Midwest. Uh, people have been really having some hard times. And so my prayers go out to all y'all. Hopefully you're going to be uh, okay going into the new year and, and wish you all the best. And, and again, Merry Christmas to everybody and, and, and spend some time with your friends and family, all right? All right, let's get rocking with some music.
99.1 FM, Whiskey, 99 Rock, Rise and Shine Morning, and you're listening to The Rock and Roll Death Brigade with Randy the Rocket Cody.
ever since we bombed Libya, you know? I'm just in that fucking tear everything up mood. Blast them! That was just too cool, man. American bombers going in, going, where's the baby's room? Where do you keep the little girl? Well, we did our job. We only fucked up one place. We accidentally dropped a bomb on the French embassy. Sorry about that. I'm sure our aim would have been a little better if we'd have had more fucking sleep. Thanks for those extra 6,500 air miles, you fuckhead! Build a new house! <laughs> We're not fucking around anymore, man. It's time to be the tough guy. This is America, goddammit. Reagan's president and Clint Eastwood has his own police force. Yeah, Reagan's still got a heart on, man. He's walking around going, well, just excuse this. <laughs> I just happen to feel like a real man. Uh, he's with Nancy right now going, get that dress off and dance for me, you fucking bitch! Dance with the... Take the commander in chief! Take the commander in chief! I'm coming into the Oval Office! I'm coming into the Oval Office, God! It's our fucking leader, man. Oh, but I'm not worried about fucking terrorism, man. I was married for two fucking years. What are they gonna do, scare me? Oh. <laughs> These fucking TWA hostages. I was a hostage for 58 days. You got off light. Oh, God. You ever been married? You have? Oh, you know, what's, what's the face? Give him the face. Oh! See, it's just not me, folks. This man's been a victim. He's been a victim! Oh, man.
By the way, speaking of American values, aren't we about due to start bombing some small country that only has a marginally effective air force? Seems to me like we're a couple of weeks overdue to drop high explosives on helpless civilians. People who have no argument with us whatsoever. I think we ought to be out there doing what we do best, gang, making big holes in other people's countries. I hate to be repetitious, but God, we are a warlike lot, you know? We can't stand not to be fucking with somebody. We couldn't wait for that Cold War to be over, could we? Just couldn't wait for that Cold War to be over so we could go and play with our toys in the sand. Go play with our toys in the sand. And when we're not invading some sovereign nation or setting it on fire from the air, which is more fun, then we're usually declaring war on something here at home. Do you ever notice that? We love to do that, don't we? We love to declare war on things here in America. Anything we don't like about ourselves, we have to declare war on it. Don't do anything about it, but we just declare war on it. We got a war. It's the, only, it's the only metaphor we have in our public discourse for solving a problem. It's called declaring a war. We got a war on poverty, the war on crime, war on litter, the war on cancer, the war on drugs. But you ever notice there's no war on homelessness, is there? Nah, no war on homelessness. You know why? There's no money in that problem. There's no money in that problem. Nobody stands. It's true. Nobody stands to get rich off of that problem. You could find a solution to homelessness where the corporate swine and the politicians could steal a couple of million dollars each. You'd see the streets of America begin to clear up pretty goddamn quick. I'll guarantee you that. I will guarantee you that. Now, so, I got an idea for homelessness. You know what they ought to do? You know what they ought to do? Give the homeless their own magazine. Give them their own magazine. It would make them feel better, for one thing. That's a sure sign of making it in this country. Every group in this country that makes it and arrives at a certain level has its own magazine. You have Working Mother magazine, Black Entrepreneur magazine, Hispanic Business magazine. In fact, any activity, any activity engaged in by more than four people in this country has got a fucking magazine devoted to it. Skydiving, mountain climbing, snowmobiling, backpacking, bungee jumping, duck hunting, shooting someone in the asshole with a dart gun, jerking off. They probably have a magazine for that. I'm sure they have. I know they have a magazine. Walking. Walking! There's actually a fucking magazine called Walking. Look, Dan, the new Walking is out. Here's a good article, putting one foot in front of the other. <laughs> Give them their own magazine. Give them. Give the homeless their own magazine. You know what you call it? Better crates and cartons. <laughs> then when they get finished reading it, they can use it to line their clothing. That's a good sound business solution. That's the kind of answer you get from a conservative American businessman. Say, yeah, let them read it. When they can finish reading, they can use it to plug up the holes and then piano crates they all seem to like to live in. A good sound, practical, conservative American business solution. I'll tell you what they ought to do about homelessness. First thing, change the name of it. Change the name of the condition. It's not homelessness, it's houselessness. It's houses these people need. A home is an abstract idea. A home is a setting. It's a state of mind. These people need houses, physical, tangible structures. But where are you going to put them? Where are you going to build them? Nobody wants you to build low-cost housing near their house. People don't want it near them. We got something in this country, you've heard of it, it's called NIMBY, N-I-M-B-Y. Not in my backyard. People don't want any kind of social help located anywhere near them. 
You try to open up a halfway house, try to open up a rehab center for drugs or alcohol, try to build a little home for some retarded people who want to work their way into the community. People say, not in my backyard. People don't want anything near them, especially if it might help somebody else. Part of the great American spirit of generosity we're always told about. <laughs> Big, generous American nation. Ask an Indian about that. Ask an Indian how generous this country is. If you can find one, you gotta locate the Indian first. We've made him just a little difficult to find. Or, if you need current data, select the black family at random and ask them how generous this country has been. People don't want anything near them, even if it's something they believe in, something they think society needs, like prisons. Everybody wants that, right? Everybody wants more prisons. That's the new answer to all of our problems. Lock a lot of motherfuckers up. Everybody wants more prisons. They say, build more prisons! But not here. Well, why not? What's wrong? What's the problem? What's wrong with having a prison in your neighborhood? Well, it seemed to me like it would make it a pretty crime-free area, don't you think? You think a lot of crackheads and muggers and pimps and hookers are gonna be hanging around in front of a fucking prison? Bullshit, they ain't coming anywhere near it. What's wrong with these people? All the criminals are locked up behind the walls, and if a couple of them do break out, what do you think they're gonna do? Hang around? Check real estate trends? Bullshit, they're fucking gone. That's the whole idea of breaking out of prison, is to get the fuck as far away as you possibly can. <laughs> Not in my backyard. People don't want anything near them. Except military bases. They don't mind that, do they? No, they like that. Give them an army base, makes them happy. Why? Jobs. Jobs. Self-interest. Even if the base is loaded with nuclear weapons, they don't give a fuck. They say, well, I'll take a little radiation if I can get a job. Working people have been fucked over so long in this country, those are the kind of decisions they're left to make. I got just the place for low-cost housing. I have solved this problem. I know where we can build housing for the homeless. Golf courses. Perfect. Golf courses. Just what we need. Plenty of good land in nice neighborhoods. Land that is currently being wasted on a meaningless, mindless activity engaged in primarily by white, well-to-do male businessmen who use the game to get together to make deals to carve this country up a little finer among themselves. I am getting tired. Really tired. I am getting tired of these golfing cocksuckers in their green pants and their yellow pants and their orange pants and their precious little hats and their cute little golf carts. It is time to reclaim the golf courses from the wealthy and turn them over to the homeless. Golf is an arrogant, elitist game and it takes up entirely too much fucking room in this country. Too much fucking room in this country. It is... It is an arrogant game on its very design alone. Just the design of the game speaks of arrogance. Think of how big a golf course is. The ball is that fucking big. What do these pinheaded pricks need with all that land? There are over 17,000 golf courses in America. They average over 150 acres apiece. That's over 3 million acres. That's 4,820 square miles. You could build two Rhode Islands and a Delaware for the homeless on the land currently devoted to this meaningless, mindless, arrogant, elitist, racist, racist. There's another thing. The only blacks you'll find in country clubs are carrying trays and a boring game for boring people. Do you ever watch golf on television? It's like watching flies fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
and a mindless game. Mindless. Think of the intellect. Think of the intellect it must take to draw pleasure from this activity. Hitting a ball with a crooked stick and then walking after it. And then hitting it again. I say, pick it up, asshole. You're lucky you found the fucking thing. Put it in your pocket and go the fuck home. Go the fuck home. You're a winner. No. No chance of that happening. Dorco in the plaid knickers is going to hit it again and walk some more. Let these rich cocksuckers play miniature golf. Let them fuck with a windmill for an hour and a half or so. See if there's any real skill among them. Now, I know there are some people who play golf who don't consider themselves rich. Fuck them! And shame on them for engaging in an arrogant, elitist pastime. Hey, here's another place we could put some low-cost housing. Cemeteries! There's another idea whose time has passed. Saving all the dead people in one part of town? What the hell kind of a superstitious religious medieval bullshit idea is that? Plow these motherfuckers up, plow them into the streams and rivers of America. We need that phosphorus for farming. If we're gonna recycle, let's get serious. Thank you.
Cause it ain't a cop inside Don't worry about the future Cause all we got is now Don't worry about getting high as fuck Cause I'm gonna show ya how Gonna show ya how Gonna show ya how Hey guys, <coughs> if this doesn't work out, <coughs> we should start a mariachi band. <coughs> That's a great idea. Hey, who's driving? What? <laughs>